Hi guys, my name is Dr. Simone. Thank you so much for coming back to my channel. Today I have a really special episode I wanted to make. Um, so I want to begin by wishing everybody a happy Thanksgiving if you are in the U.S. And if you are listening to me from outside, um, happy holidays. The reason I wanted to make this episode is I wanted to go ahead and extend my gratitude for everyone who has been supporting me. Um, if you have spent some time listening to one of my episodes, I wanted to come back here and give gratitude for your support. You know, there have been a lot of studies that talk about how when you give gratitude every single day, you actually see changes, physiological changes in the brain. So studies have shown that when you practice gratitude, neurotransmitters in your brain, you know, neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin, these can actually help rewire the brain literally, physiologically, clinically. So I was thinking, what better day to give gratitude and talk about the importance of gratitude. Um, so, you know, here I am wanting to make this episode so I can extend my gratitude to each and every one of you. Um, I have so much passion for health and wellness and the fact that you allow me to um, make these episodes, to um, add all of my opinions on social, various social media platforms, and then you come back, you listen to me, you read my blogs, um, and allow me to continue to share my passion. For that, I am extremely grateful. And I didn't want to just make an episode on giving gratitude, but I actually wanted to do a little bit more than that. So I figured, you know, today is Thanksgiving, and so you're probably piling up that plate with Thanksgiving food, um, lots of turkey, maybe a lot of gravy, some cranberry sauce. So I thought, why not talk a little bit about insulin resistance? So giving gratitude one more time, and then let's talk a little bit about insulin resistance. So I thought I would maybe give you three tips that you can start right now, because you know, after tonight... Everybody is in the holiday feasting mode. So you're either shopping or you're feasting. You're out and about shopping and then maybe feeling a little fatigued. And, you know, you give in to that um, coffee, the latte, the croissant, the cookies, you know. The list is endless. This is one of the reasons why I stay away from places like Starbucks, because I know I don't have a lot of self-control when I walk in there. So if you are like me and you're wanting to adopt some simple things you could do uh, and continue to enjoy your holidays, continue to spend time with your family and, you know, every now and then indulge a little bit, but then be mindful of how your blood sugars might be reacting, um, keep on listening. Okay, so before I jump into how you might be able to reset that insulin, I want to give you a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, my goal with my platforms, that might be if I'm writing a blog or if I am making an episode on this podcast or, you know, I'm sharing something on my Facebook page, I am never ever trying to give you any personalized health tips. My goal is to bring to you all of the education that has been backed by scientific research and data. 
I keep myself from giving any personal advice to anyone. Uh, if you like the content that I share and if you want to make changes based on what I am talking about, make sure that you talk to your health practitioner so they can fit that into your treatment protocol. Okay, so let's go ahead and begin after that disclaimer. And if you are new, uh, again, I want to thank you for stopping by. I will plug a complete disclaimer in a minute here. And I give you so much thanks. I send so much thanks to each and every one of you for, um, you know, coming back and, like I said, letting me talk about my passion, everything health and wellness. Okay, let's begin. So... Insulin resistance. You know, there's so much I can go on and talk about insulin resistance just because it is such a vast topic. And also because of the whole information being distributed on social media, there's a lot of misconceptions. So I see people making videos on TikTok these days on insulin resistance, and sometimes I have to disagree with them. I think that a lot of times the information given on social media may not be scientifically evidence-based or research-based. So the very first tip I'm going to give you is to understand the fact that when you have any hormonal fluctuation in the body, now that might be insulin, that could be estrogen, it could even be a thyroid hormones, that is almost always an indication that there is something wrong with the gut. The root cause of 99% of all hormonal issues is always found in the gut. So what you want to do is you want to think about that. So for example, oftentimes when people have Hashimoto's and they're treated like they have a thyroid problem and then that never gets any better, they always keep struggling. So the reason for that, Hashimoto's, the root cause for Hashimoto's is actually in your gut. Hashimoto's is a symptom that expresses itself with an imbalance in thyroid hormones, but the actual cause is in the gut. So the same thing applies to insulin resistance. The minute you know that you have it, the minute you know that your blood sugars are not, you know, being managed easily without any pharmaceutical aid or without having to go through a set of different uh, treatment plans, then you know that there is a problem with the gut. So repairing that communication between the gut and the brain is going to help fix some of those issues. So how do you do that? So number one, the first thing you want to do is you want to talk to your health practitioner and understand that making lifestyle modifications and adopting nutrition modifications should be the foundation of your treatment protocol. So if you have been diagnosed with insulin resistance and if they are just simply treating you with pharmaceutical aids, you are probably going to have an uphill battle. You will struggle for the rest of your life. You will have endless side effects and constantly fighting this battle. So what you really want to do is you want them to include some type of nutrition modification based on your labs. You know, you want them to give you lifestyle modifications based on your personal health history. So that would be step one into resolving that insulin resistance, into repairing that gut. So if you have certain issues, for example, if you are constipated, if you are uh, not, you don't have regular bowel movements, that can add to hormonal fluctuations in the body. So maybe that is the reason that needs to be looked into because, you know, you have all those toxins building up in the body. You have, uh, you know, um, fluctuation, you have an inflammatory response. If you have not gone to the bathroom for a couple of days, your body is obviously going to react to that. And so 
that could be the root cause. The root cause um, for someone else might be a deficiency of a certain nutrient um, or their diet is not you know, um, well-rounded. So that could be an issue. So it really would depend what is causing that gut issue. Finding that and then repairing that is going to then allow the body, allow the brain and allow the hormones and allow the gut to kind of talk to each other. Step number two, this is something you can begin right now. Today, if you've had, if you feasted on a Thanksgiving meal, And this is something that will go ahead and reset the action of that insulin immediately. Do not sit down after a big meal, no matter how tempting it might feel. Get up and walk. Studies have shown that if you walk even for 15 to 20 minutes after a meal, and if you can bring that up to 25 minutes, you will find that your body is responding much better to clearing that blood sugar from the bloodstream. Your insulin is much more active, is not as resistant as it may have been. And you will see changes in your labs almost immediately in a couple months. This is the one thing, one strategy that will save you from living the rest of your life on medications. So I'm not asking you to remove your medication. I'm not asking you to go against the protocol that your doctor has set up for you. What I'm saying to you is that making these changes will help you get off those medications faster, get off those side effects faster. So again, walk after a big meal, especially if you have a desk job, especially if you work from home, especially if you have a more, um, you know, laid back lifestyle in which you're constantly just sitting down all the time, even more important that you do not sit down after a meal, get up and walk and try and walk for at least 15 to 20 minutes, but 25 to 30 minutes would probably be a great plan. Tip number three, and probably one of the most important, the misconception that carbs cause insulin resistance. So it's never so black and white, guys. It's never like that. So it's not all fats. It's not all carbs. It's the quality. Okay, so number one, we have a lot of evidence-based research that shows it's not so much the carbs, but it's the type of fat that you ingest. So for example, if your diet is predominantly animal fat, if your diet is predominantly made up of trans fat, you love cheese, you love croissant, you love cookies, you love cakes, you are probably going to see insulin resistance sometime down the road in your life. So you want to be mindful of that. If you consume animal uh, protein and animal uh, fat pretty much every single day of the week, every single meal, you're probably going to have some type of issue with blood sugar management. So you want to try and include more plant-based meals at least once or twice a week. Begin with that, but be very mindful not to consume animal fats and animal proteins consistently every day, repeatedly. So make those little small changes. So maybe, you know, one of the days just consume some lentils for proteins you know, replace those animal fats, replace those animal proteins with more plant-based choices. When I say plant-based, I'm not asking you to go get those, you know, um, soy-based, um, frozen imitation meat kind of stuff. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to actually fill up your plate with plant-based foods. So lots of vegetables, lentils, nuts. These are things you want to add to your diet. So it's never only just carbs. 
That is a very big misconception. If anything, removing the good carbs from your body goes back to my first point. It can cause gut problems. It can actually cause nutrient deficiencies, which can lead to an issue with not just the brain, but also the rest of the body. So anxiety, depression, these are all things that can come from completely eliminating all the healthy carbs from your diet. So we don't want you to do that. I don't want you to focus on, you know, removing all of the carbs because you think that they're bad. They're not. If anything, they will help you. Good carbs will help you. So then the next thing you want to do, and this is probably one of the most difficult ones for a lot of people, um, is to remove hidden sugars from your diet. So when I say you don't want to remove healthy carbs, I'm also saying that you want to get rid of the refined hidden sugars from your diet. Okay. Those are the carbs you want to get rid of. If you've listened to any of my previous episodes, you know that I'm big on asking people to understand the clinical significance of nutrients and not to just blanket say that I'm just going to follow a no carb or a low carb diet. You could be following a no carb or a low carb diet, but still have a lot of hidden sugars in the diet without even knowing that. So what would be examples of these hidden sugars? You're having a lot of salad dressings that are store-bought. You're relying a lot on flavored water, even diet soda, diet drinks. You're constantly buying all these keto foods, like you're getting all these keto candies and coffee syrups. All of this can cause inflammatory reaction in the body. You want to remove the hidden sugars. So if you are, you know, having these flavored teas or, you know, uh, often um, leaning toward, you know, cakes and cookies and things like that. And even if it's made from honey, guys, please don't be misled into thinking that that is going to have any different reaction in the bloodstream. At the end of the day, your body still needs to clear that honey from the bloodstream, which means you need insulin for that. So you need to be careful about these misleading labels. When something says made with beet sugar or made with fructose or made with, um, it's no added sugars. You need to be very careful of this, these uh, misleading labels because they may, may have not added white sugar, but that doesn't mean they haven't added some source of sugar. So something like beet sugar, brown sugar, these are not any healthier versions of sugar. These are all hidden tactics that companies will use to make you think that something is healthy. So be mindful of these changes make these changes in your diet immediately and for this if you make one of the if you make some of these changes you will see results immediately this is not going to affect your treatment plan with your health practitioner this is something that will only add and benefit the plan that he or they or she have put together for you and so support your health plan by making these lifestyle modifications so if you've had a nice big meal today, get up, walk, walk for 15, 20 minutes. And you will find that soon enough when you, when it's time to draw your labs again, you will find that these changes have made a significant difference. Okay, guys. So back to my original reason, um, for making today's podcast, I thank you so much I wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays. I give, I send so much gratitude to each and every one of you for supporting me. Please come back, listen to the, listen to some of the other episodes that I have. 
And if you have any questions, send them to me and I will do my best to get back with you. Have a great evening. Thank you.